This is Sal Coladonado from The Slant, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante Sana, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Army Podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are Artistic Bus, talking about Disney stuff. And this is the show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRWA.com is where you can find us. Today, we are talking about some Star Wars rumors. But anyway, my name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on the show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment. And along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey. And as always, to join in our discussion, we have our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Uh, happy belated force to all y'all and uh, everybody out there doing good. How y'all doing? Let's hope the fifth was as good as the fourth. Ooh-wee. <laughs> That's tough to beat. <laughs> you weren't tough to beat. <laughs> no joke, huh? I got to go back and practice, man. <laughs> we played Madden, and I was a Saints, and he was the- uh, Kansas the City. Kansas City Chiefs. He was the Super Bowl champions. I was a Saints, and it was like, what, 60? 69 to 35 or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. he picked the ball off twice, and it, there was one point where I got so frustrated, I literally just popped up from the chair and was like, come on, I was supposed to get that. And I was trying to help him. I was like, no, you don't. You want to throw the ball to this guy, not that guy, because my, cause I had Eli Apple on my team, so throw where he is at. Yeah, but, don't forget, it's up, up, down, down, A, B, A, B, start. Yes. Yes, it's been a while. I should have tried that. Right. You know, and yeah. Bo Jackson, if you run in circles, they can't catch you. He can't stop you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And also on the show, we have a resident travel agent for Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA, Lee Lastavica. How you doing, Lee? Oh, good, man. Just happy to report I still have all 10 fingers. No 4th of July incidents over at the Lastavica house. Oh. Oh, you were firing off fireworks? Oh, yeah, man. It was hectic. Did a spark land in your beard? I mean, <laughs> is your beard insured against that kind of a haphazard conditions kind of thing? Beard hazard? Yeah, beard hazard. Beard hazard. That'd be like one of those good State Farm commercials, you know, where the guy's like, be better protected from mayhem, and he's in Lee's beard setting him on fire. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> like a good neighbor, your beard is here. <sighs> I mean, I'm serious. Like, J-Lo insures her voice. I mean, you're best known for your beard. Why don't you insure I'm that? Lee's oh, beard. I need, I need to call um, Jake from State Farm. See what's up. <laughs> And also, guys, on the show, we welcome back a long time a week and Mr. Mononymous. Richard, how you doing, sir? Glad to be here. Thanks, guys, for the invite. Oh, man, listen to that voice. There it yeah. is. Very nice. The velvety hear. sounds of one Mr. Richard, Mr. Mononymous. So smooth. So, so smooth. smooth. So smooth. Just like Jägermeister. Yes. yes. Or, or Frozen Baker's Bart. Yes. Yes. Quite smooth. Yeah, we had to call in the experts for today's show. We yes. did. We did. We did. Uh, because today's show, we're talking about this rumor about Star Wars and the the last trilogy that they released. And uh, what are they doing? What's the word? Debunking it? Make, uh, redacting it? Uh, Retcon. Retcon it? Is that, was that the word? Yeah. Forget it ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole alternate universe. We're going to get into a little bit They're of that. Neuralizing it. That's it. Neur- yes, that's it. Neuralizing, memory wipe, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, we're going to get to that in the queue. But anyway, guys, look, we have a lot to talk about today. So enough of our jibba jabba. Let's go discuss some magic. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are on the queue, and this is the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. 
And for today, as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about some rumors happening with the Star Wars universe. And I'm going to turn it over to my correspondent here, Mr. Danny Lawless, and he's going to give us the rundown of what, what people are talking about right now. Yes, live from the field. Uh, yes, Kevin, a new rumor has hit the net uh, suggesting that some sort of Disney Star Wars reset might be in the works where we'll see Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker basically erased from the Star Wars universe. So uh, this rumor comes courtesy of a, a very reputable source who labels himself the future ruler of Earth. Uh, his name is Victor Von Doomcock. Uh, with the, Excuse me? With, very yes, catchy. Very yes, catchy name. With the Doomcock Overlord DVD YouTube channel. Just want to get the guy's proper... If you like getting your news from a guy in a big plastic helmet. Named. Yeah. Um, named. Hood. With a yeah. disguisey voice. I yeah. mean, th- this... He's, hey, he's one of the tops. So he's offered that Disney is uh, very much considering canning Kathleen Kennedy, or not so much canning her, but letting her contract ride out and just not renewing it. Fly away. That's it. And that they will now reboot the Star Wars series, pretending that these movies didn't exist. And this is why we want to have Mr. Hercher on, by using something called the Veil of the Force, which is something in the extended universe, which is not necessarily our specialty. But Richard could speak to better. The idea is that this could happen. Now, again, we're not speaking to the legitimacy of this rumor. Well, I guess that maybe that's a good spot to start. I mean, how legitimate do you think the possibility of this is? So every rumor is going to have to have some grain of truth. Otherwise, no one's going to buy into it. So the idea that uh, you're going to be using the veil of the force to make everything work in this story, that gives it some glue. But I wouldn't expect a whole lot out of the rumor. But on the other side of the coin, I think that one of the reasons that it has a, a, a thing of believability, not even that, oh, there's a lot of people who didn't like the sequel stories, is that there's some production concerns about where you go from here. The end of the Skywalker trilogy, you have all of the main cast from those last three movies have all said they're not really planning on coming back for any more movies, which would suggest they only had contracts for three films. If that's the case, where does Lucasfilm go from there? They haven't given us any hint about that. The only movies they've even suggested were a Boba Fett movie and an Obi-Wan movie, and those all wound up becoming Disney Plus series. So that definitely gives a lot of vacuum for these kind of rumors to go ahead and, and come in. And like I said, as far as an actual basis, I think the idea that, yeah, we probably won't be seeing a whole lot of story based on everything that was built in those movies because those characters aren't would be very expensive to bring back because you'd have to sign them for new contracts. And that seems like something that in this time, as far as film goes, that's not really all that economical. You've got to have very expensive uh, special effects to build the story. So why would you spend a ridiculous amount of money bring back characters when you finish their story already, when it might be cheaper to go ahead and say, let's start a whole new story with all new characters and move on from there, which essentially would get you almost the same end result, but not the detail of this rumor. So as far as the rumor goes, I'd give it like uh, a D minus, but I wouldn't give it an F just because at the end of the day, somebody could probably hold up their hand and say, ha ha, see, they didn't do a sequel to the rise of Skywalker. So I was right. They did sleep it under the rug. Even if they didn't use the, the, uh, the veil of the force mechanic that uh, I described when I put up my video with my helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> now, let me ask you this, Rich. I wanted to throw it to everybody else, but you, you said something that made me think. What do you think the chances are? Because now they're coming off of uh, these last three films. They didn't perform quite as expected. It didn't take off quite. In, it didn't connect quite with hardcore, you know, like uh, the audience, audience yeah. for Star Wars. Do you think that they make the next set of movies is going to be made a little bit cheaper? Do you, th- do you see them wanting to spend as much as they did on these last three films in order to reboot the franchise, if you will? Or do you see them tr- kind of saying, you know what, we're going to play it a little bit safer going forward because we don't know what we have here? I, I, I hate to answer your question by not ans- giving you an answer to your question, but I don't think they would have ever planned to continue that story without having the actors under contract already. If uh, Oscar Isaac and Daisy Ridley and um, everybody else on the cast had come out and said, yeah, I'm on for seven, uh, seven films with Disney, then, then yeah, you'd have to assume they were planning on doing something like that. Like um, you have Sebastian Shaw from uh, Avengers. You know, he, uh, the, um, the Winter Soldier is going to be in so many films. He was on for seven contracts or something like that. So they planned on having him. The same lawyers didn't make those kind of signatures with the Disney people because there was always a plan that they were going to be exploring other things. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I guess what I'm saying is like I would expect that if this set of movies was was a runaway success, they'd have no problem throwing as much money as they could at those actors to get them to come back to do it all over again and make even more money. But since it really didn't turn out, not that it was a failure, but since it really didn't turn out the way that they thought it would – I guess that that was my thought process on it is that they're probably less willing to pay. What no, they, I think the films made a ton of money. I don't think there was anything that financially would have told, made them say, "Oh, you know, this is a bad move." Um, yes, critical response and fan response is something you can't measure in dollars. I think if you're measuring by the dollars, the actual box office returns those alone were phenomenal. They, they hit every number they were hoping for. I mean, that's why they brought J.J. Abrams back. So much money on that first film. Gosh, let's make sure we do that again. And the second film wasn't bad. They were actually, uh, they, they never said they were not going to keep uh, Ryan Joseph coming back because they made him a lot of money. Maybe they won't have him back because creatively everything's changing because of just how Hollywood's being uh, uh, upended by, uh, by everything right now. Um, financially, I don't think that that they were unhappy with the films. I do believe there was a lot of tie-in profit that didn't meet expectations. And I think there's going to be a big um, conversation inside of Disney as to, well, why didn't that money show up where we wanted to? Why did we not move as many toys? Well, we're going to have an argument that Toys R Us went out of business while they're making this trilogy. So where do kids get toys? they got to get them at the grocery store or Amazon. I don't know about you, but my nine-year-old doesn't shop on Amazon. And I can find <laughs> Well, they don't have a great selection of toys anyway. Y'all don't have a Target near you? I don't grocery shop at Target. Oh. I ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, we grocery shop at Target, but just for like non-essential. So I guess what I was trying to say, uh, Richard, is I see, I follow what you're saying. And that, that's why I said I, I'm not saying these new movies were a failure. I, I don't think financially that they were. However, I think you had fans who were buying that. They're going to they're gonna write the ship. They're going to write the ship. And, and we know they're going to bring back Luke. And we know that Leia is a part of this. And we know now you're going to be moving forward into that without those core characters anymore. That's why I'm thinking that they might be a little reticent to throw as much money to bring back these characters. Throw the amount of money it would take, I, I should say, throw the amount of money it would take to bring back these characters. I was, I was listening to what y'all was saying, and that made me think, like, uh, 
yeah, the Star Wars trilogy and everything is pretty much based upon our generation of liking it. I don't really know, like, if the current generation, let's say, because now, like, like Richard makes a point in saying that, and Mr. Doomcock in saying that they're going to wipe this out and they got to start anew. But in order for it to start anew, now you're baking that. Our generation is going to just be like, all right, well, whatever. You know, uh, kids, you guys watch it and enjoy it. And that in itself is a risk. Because to my understanding, uh, most of the kids now are watching stuff that pretty much deals with, you know, like like uh, Harry Potter or I don't know what else the current is that's out that's that big of a franchise. But that has nothing to do with me, per se. So I don't know if having to use this, this retcon thing, if that actually does help them in the future. Because it, not only do you have to rebuild a current world that nobody knows what it is, but you're just betting upon uh, some young teeny bopper to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to go ahead and take my money and spend it on that as opposed to going to the Doja Cat concert. <laughs> Doja Cat? Yeah. I don't know what the Doja Cat is. I have no is, idea what the Doja Cat is. It's a Doja Cat. It absolutely sounds like something people would be listening to today. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a, it's a musician. That's a musician. Oh, okay. That's Kanye's renommee for 2020, uh, Doja Cat. All right, Kevin, what do you think? What is the chances? What, do you think there's any legitimacy to this rumor whatsoever? Man, you know, when, I, when you first sent this article to me, I was first thing I thought of is where would they start if they were to redo this trilogy? You know, because there's, a, I mean, if they go off of the cartoons, the comics, the extended universe and stuff, do we, will we feel like those things would need to be pulled in to these next three sets of movies? To make it relatable, you know? I think what you're saying goes back to, to Richard's point, is that, yeah, it, do you... This is where I have a problem with this. I mean, it's like, it, to me, you either had an idea that you were setting forth, like, of where this franchise is going next, and that's why you did the three-contract deal, or you were waiting to find out how this went to decide whether or not you wanted to move forward with these characters, and, and it's like, look, we'll pay money, but we were making so much money that we won't care, or... They were like, if this doesn't work, we're just going to go in an entirely different direction. That would be one other thing. Is like, would you start just like a completely new story based upon what was, whoever was left off before? That lends credence. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. Now, based upon the reaction, I mean, do we think that they would continue off of these characters? And that's why I think adds legitimacy to these rumors based upon how your core audience has responded to them. I have a hard time believing that they would want to see the continuing adventures of these characters. And, and again, going back to what Richard said, it kind of solidifies that, that there was no plan to move forward to these characters. I just think there would have been if, <laughs> if people would have loved them. But that doesn't mean you have to throw away the stories they've already had. Even if you don't follow the stories of the characters, the universe still moves on. Whether it's Broom Boy from the second movie or it's... Um, uh, the, the, the freed uh, stormtrooper from the third movie or something totally different, you know, a totally new set of characters and stories that are on, okay, there is now a new Jedi Order that uh, Rey has created. We may never see Rey because she died 50 years ago because now we're 100 years future. You know, maybe Chewbacca's still around because who knows how long Wookiees live because you can just put another person in the costume. And maybe R2-D2 or BB-8 or whatever, you know, the other toys, props you can bring out are still there. You don't have to throw away the first three movies. You don't have to spend time retelling the story that people didn't, maybe didn't resonate very well with to tell new stories and move forward. And that's a great point, Richard. And I, I know I kind of want to circle back to that, but let's let Lee have his share, have his, uh, his say as well. Lee, what do you think the legitimacy of this is? 
I don't even understand how this got started. Like, what guy in a big plastic helmet. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah, dude, cop. That alone made me question. Like, where is this even coming from? Like, hi, um, Dr. I'm just Doom gonna Cox? make some weird. Yeah, I'm just gonna make some weird up and put it on the internet and see what happens. And yeah, it got spread around, and now we're talking about it. So when I first read it, I was like. There's no way. This doesn't make any kind of sense. I don't even want to entertain uh, the thought of this. But who knows, man? Like, the only thing I can say is that they have to do, if they want to continue making Star Wars movies, they're going to have to do something. And they've already pretty much killed uh, killed off all of our characters, quote unquote. And now they've kind of come to the end of the Skywalker, you know, series. So I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, unknown backstory that, that only super duper fans know about that they could do something with. But if you just want to wipe out and pretend this other stuff didn't happen, I don't get that. And I guess that's where we we're going to talk about the, the veil force thing or whatever. So yeah. Th- and I guess that's how you accomplish it. But that to me is what didn't make sense. It's like, you just pretend that these movies didn't happen. I don't see how you do that. That's a great. So I want to circle back to what Richard said uh, right before you spoke Lee about not having to do away with this trilogy in order to move forward to the next one. I think we all agree that that's true, correct? What not you don't, have to do it. Yeah, don't have to. Yeah, they're not going to. They're not going to. Yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing that. I, yeah. I, and I, I think we're all in agreement that I, I don't see them doing this either. Having said that, let's say again, I think Disney's very risk adverse, and I think they're willing to say, "Look, we know that a good part of the reason that people love Star Wars is because of these characters, and we want to bring back Luke. We want to bring back Han." We want to bring back Chewbacca. We want to, and Grant Chewie lived, um, but we want to bring back these characters because we know hardcore fans are going to show up to see this. There is a possibility. <laughs> There's somewhat of a possibility that they're saying, eh, let's go ahead and do this one more time. Let's try and do it a different way. Is there not a possibility? But that's going to be tough because, I mean, you know, you have no Princess Leia at, at, at this point. At this I agree. Point. Right, so this, so it's not that same overall uh, chemistry. And then, yeah, if because I'm, I'm not gonna touch on it too bad, but I mean, they did my boy Luke wrong. Now, I already stated that before. So I mean, even if they say, oh yeah, we this this existed here, but not in this universe and all that other stuff, I don't know if I want to give that a another chance. And then, and like I said, all the actors are old at this point. Nothing against them, but like, I mean, come on now. I mean, you may as well just have the movie feature all the stuntmen that would take place for these guys and then say, oh, yeah, uh, that's all their children or whatever. I would agree with you. And again, I'm just talking about the possibility of it because don't forget, we're still scheduled to get Indiana Jones 5. Well, it is possible <laughs> if you throw enough money at it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so it's not like they're completely... It's not like it's beyond Disney. I mean, was it going to be like uh, Star Wars, the new trilogy sponsored by AARP? I mean, I, you know? I, I remember seeing Billy D. Williams in that movie, and there was something wrong with him. I, I mean, you could tell age, and it's had it's kind of stiff. I saw Billy D. Williams on that cameo. On the and cameo, I knew oh my god, yeah, he looks like you know something. Uh, age is taking his toll. On yeah, too much Botox or something, bro. Oh my goodness! He was at uh, the Galaxy Edge opening. I mean, he was walking around with a cane. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Yeah, and, well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, now you're expecting these cats to learn these huge lines and these very... I mean, and let's face it. I mean, Star Wars is is a very complicated world to explain when something happens in the, in the plot. So, I mean, if you got some guy and he's like 65 years old and he's got to say all of these like made-up sci-fi terms and this and that and the other, 
I mean, yeah, you're going to see it on screen where you can see that that off kind of delay. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain pace that these characters have to have uh, when moving forward through this movie. And yeah, with these guys being 90 and everything, I mean, they only need to say like maybe five, six lines a piece. <laughs> Again, I can't tell you how much I agree with you. And I, I totally think that they should not wreck on the trilogy that they did. I think they should just move in a, in a new direction. Right. But we're just talking about whether or not it's a possibility. I mean, would you pay to see a standalone? Let's forget about the idea they'll bring Luke back for a new trilogy. Would you pay to see a standalone Luke series about him tra- training Jedis in the temples and how that him leading a bunch of younger Jedi? I mean, at, yeah. even at his advanced age. Yeah, I would. Wait, what was that? That was me saying, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'd pay for a CG a series on Disney Plus. I'm already paying for it. But I would love to see a two or three year series where you have Mark Hamill voicing Luke Skywalker, training the next generation of Jedi, even though, you know, at the end of it, yeah, almost all of them get murdered by Kylo Ren, who is totally irredeemable at that point. And some of them go off and join them. I'd like to see that. They did an interesting buildup for that. And it's like, well, I kind of like, see, that's the Clone Wars of the new new trilogy. And I think that would be a lot more interesting than what we got as far as those movies go. I couldn't agree more. You, you know what would be interesting to me is the original trilogy started out with Luke and Leia at a certain age, yeah? And the, the prequel trilogy ended with them as babies. Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, it's probably addressed in like comic books or whatnot. I don't know. Richard probably speak to more, more, more towards this. But I would actually see a trilogy based upon them as babies growing up um, to where they were in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. like what they went through, and you can have side stories where Obi Wan's watching over Luke, and you know you, you got a bit of that in uh, Rebels. You know when the when when Obi Wan faced down uh, um, uh, Darth Maul and stuff, but that was just a very small little snippet. But I would see like to see those two little different stories in Rebels. We also see Princess Leia a couple of times, right? Yeah, we do absolutely, and even some of those little shorts and stuff. Um, you see her some adventures, so I would like to see them growing up. You know, and maybe kind of fig- trying to figure out, I don't know what they figured out. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they, somehow they made their toothbrush move and there's like, what, what the heck's going on? I don't know. How <laughs> do so, bristles go like yeah. that? So after everything, the Skywalkers still draw. For me, it does. For, for yeah. our generation, I, I would say yes. Yeah. I don't know about the younger people. I'll be curious to like, uh, see how they think. Because, I mean, for us... Yeah, the original trilogy, that's, that's gold for us. You know, everything Star Wars related revolves around those stories. But I'm sure there's somewhere, there's younger people whose first exposure to Star Wars was the new trilogy that just came out in the past, whatever, six years, six, seven years, right? And I'm, I'll be curious to see how they connect with it. A lot of young girls love Ray, you know? You know, they dress up as them. You know, you'll see videos of them in the parks and stuff. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I'll be curious. For me, yeah, absolutely. Star Walker, yeah. I, I, I know that story. I grew up with the story. It's kind of like Pac-Man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and Mario Brothers, I should say. You know, I still play that game. It still aggravates me. But, you know. That- but that's fair. I mean, and, and like you say, uh, General, yeah, if it's a certain part of that canon that would speak to me, yeah, it would have legitimacy if they wanted to make a movie or a show or something out of it. But, like, I'm... I'm more of the on the lightsaber end of stuff. If you were to say, okay, we're gonna do a, a series about like all like what they did in the prequels, where it was pretty much about all the politicking that went in to get you know everything formed. Uh, I understand the importance, but like, yeah, I'd be like, 
I can't. I'm good. I watch C-SPAN. I tell you what. You know. I I mean, you know, because you know, I've been slowly getting into like the you know comic books and uh, other cartoons and stuff, and uh, I would I would see like an Ahsoka Tano story, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's uh, probably the one non-Jedi person (laughs) (laughs) that's very strong with the Force, you know, and kind of stuff. I'd be curious to see how her life parallels whatever was going on in the original trilogy. That, that's what I want to see. I'm, I'm tired of seeing these movies that borrow heavily from the, the, the original trilogy. I'd like to see them branch out and tell an original story with maybe one or two nods yeah. to things that yeah. you already know from the original series. I, that's where I want to Kind of like see Lion King 1 and a half, right. how they did that. You know? <laughs> and if you're going to do, uh, you know, if you're going to include Luke and stuff, do it as a standalone story. Same thing uh, with Han. He's sitting there telling some story, and maybe he's it's it's flashbacks or something. Dun-dun, that dun-dun, dun-dun, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I would rather see them move forward, and and I because I, w- I want to know. I want to know if there are a great many Star Wars films out there to be told without borrowing heavily from the formula that they constructed in the original trilogy. Oh, and, and it totally is. There's there's it's a it's still a goldmine if they're willing to dig far enough to, to pull it out and then take a chance and invest it in that property. And then uh, like, but it was like Richard saying earlier, you have to kind of give it time for it to mature. You know, like you can't, you can't go ahead and say, okay, well, here's a whole new story. Nobody's used to it. Let's hope it bakes. No, if you're the creator of it, you have to say, okay, look, you just gotta, you know, you gotta give it some time. We need to expand and create a whole new universe at this point. So you're just gonna have to trust us that, yeah, they're gonna be some stinkers, but at the same time, we're gonna expand enough that you're gonna find some gold in it as well. Well, let's, before we move any further with this, uh, there is one thing, because I think we've all discussed the idea of it. I think we all agree that it's a possibility, but not a very strong one. I think we're in agreement about that. Uh, So what I'd like... If you could, Richard, could you educate us on exactly what the idea was that Mr. Uh, Von 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 Cock, Doomcock, Dr. Doomcock Von, what (laughs) can you explain to us Dr. Doomcock's uh, theory (laughs) and let us know if it as as an expert (laughs) on the trilogy, if it holds water to you, to your lovely wife, uh, because that's what I like about both of y'all. I mean, y'all. Y'all tend to go back and forth, so y'all's opinions are well fine, well refined it's by welcomed. the time y'all get on the air. So, uh, yeah, can you let me know what you think about this theory? All right, well, let me put on my uh, Professor Von Drake hat. We're going to talk about <laughs> Yes, yeah, I can oh, confirm he's on there. No, okay. I'm not <laughs> yes. uh, so, the Veil of the Force, to the best of my recollection, was introduced in Star Wars Rebels. There may have been a little bit of an... Uh, a hint to it in Clone Wars, but this is all very new kind of stuff. Um, and the idea is that the veil of the Force is essentially that uh, the, the, the cosmic fabric, kind of like if, if you want to talk about the Marvel movies, it's kind of like that, that difference between where um, Doctor Strange will go ahead and walk in from one side of time and space and come out on the other t- side. The veil of the Force kind of is what separates all the different points in time and space that can possibly be. It's the, the cosmic force itself. It is what keeps everything separated that is all bound together anyway. And in Star Wars Rebels, the Veil of the Force was used a couple of times. Um, once to uh, move Ahsoka Tano out of harm's way, and another time to um, confront and be, be confronted by the Emperor. So the Emperor has some Sith powers to go ahead and tear holes in the fabric of the universe 
that let him go back and forth through time and space. If not physically all the time, at least he can see through it. There was some kind of hint that physically moving through it was hard and or dangerous, but he could at least use these powers to go ahead and see into the future and see into the past and foresee this kind of stuff. Now, Richard, for our listeners who might not be familiar with it, like what does this take the physical form of? Well, it started uh, with, with, with Palpatine having a cauldron, and he was able to kind of use this cauldron to look into and see through everything, kind of like a, almost like a Disney, a, a Disney film. <laughs> Once you got into this, you got into this big black space that was black and white stylized with little pathways to all these little portals you could see where other things were or could have been. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cauldron I get, the other one, no, it makes sense. It's just... Wow, it's like picturing a Salvador Dali painting or something. Oh, those are trippy. <laughs> but having said that, I believe, and this is, again, something that uh, Mr. Uh, Doomcock pointed to, was that <laughs> there, was a terrible a, name. there was a representation in the form of mirrors. And uh, Richard, is that correct? That eventually it went from the cauldron to these pathways between time and space, and then it became mirrors? Is that it was a stylized, um, a, st- a stylized experience that could look like a hall of mirrors if you looked at it from that point of view, certain point of view. Uh, <laughs> so, so, like I said, Palpatine, from the Sith side, he had this dark cauldron that he'd use uh, the dark side of the Force to go ahead and pierce this veil. The Jedi, temp- uh, uh, the Jedi Temple that we see in Star Wars Rebels is actually a gateway uh, when you figure out how to use it, which the main character of Star Wars Rebels does, Ezra, at least he kind of stumbles on to figuring out how to using it with some help from a Jedi from beyond the veil, uh, someone, who's, someone who's passed away and is giving him clues and hints from the other side of the Force. It fits that, co- that classic vi- spirit veil that we'll talk about in Ma- uh, uh, the Haunted Mansion, that sort of thing, where it's like this is the, the living realm and then there's the, the other side. So if you have friends on the other side, you know, enjoy that. But uh, <laughs> the, um, the idea that you could present to someone an alternate future or an alternate present was presented in that. At one point, uh, the emperor, through a hologram, introduces Ezra to his deceased parents thanks to his ability to manipulate Baal. What would have happened, and he says, you could go to them. You just have to do what I want you to do. I don't want to give away any spoilers, um, and I may not remember them all exactly the way it was because it was a month ago before I, uh, since I watched it, but uh, the point being that there is the dialogue that, yes, you, we can have alternate universes in Star Wars just like they have it in the Marvel Universe. That's never been discussed or talked about in Star Wars before, and it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we could also never talk about it again if we really wanted to, but if you want to sol- uh, swallow Doomcock's recommendation... <laughs> Can I tell you, uh, Richard, you just gave Lee his closer. Yes, they built in a story mechanic for alternate universes, which when you look at the Marvel movies, we've only after what, 12 years of doing Marvel movies have just kind of started talking about with that last last Avengers movie. And we're going to talk about more a little bit with all the Doctor Strange stuff. But at 12 years, you get audience to the point where, they're, where, where the studio's like, let's go ahead, even though we've had 50 years of talking about alternate universes in the Marvel universe, 
let's go ahead and start trying to introduce this to audiences gently. Because they didn't actually have an alternate universe in Avengers. They just went back in time and said, oh, but if we do everything right, nothing will change. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. You won't have alternate timelines because we'll do it right. I I blame Rick and Morty for all this multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the popularizing of all this uh, family guy too yeah, yeah. <laughs> but any, okay so richard having said all that technically is this idea sound would this make sense if we're if our intent was to completely retcon the trilogy that we saw with ray and them is it sound in the way they presented using the veil of the force to do it so the question really is was there a piece of story element in the cartoons that they could use to make a whole new set of movies and pretend that the last $3 billion worth of movies didn't happen? Yeah, there is. Does that sound sane to anybody? I don't think so. Again, this was one thing in one cartoon. If you had the Disney Channel, you'd get. We're going to make that the basis of everything going forward from here on out. I don't buy that. I don't, uh, just, just from a storytelling element. I, I couldn't agree more. It, it's a hard pill to swallow. The question all comes down to, and that's, I, that's how I would like to close this segment out. Gun to head, what does Disney do? If you have to predict what Disney is going to do with this trilogy going forward, are we going to see a brand new thing, completely unconnected to anything we've seen before with a couple of familiar faces, like in the form of aliens, not in the form of familiar characters? Is that what we're going to see? Completely new thing. Are we going to see them do as this man has suggested, and retcon everything so they can bring back a Luke Skywalker or a Han Solo and have them be a part of their next set of movies going forward? Or, lastly, are we going to see them trying to bring back the characters of Rey and Finn and Poe? I go with option one. You're going to go with option one? I will go with option Completely one. Completely original new thing. The original new thing, take a break, don't say anything, just let it kind of die by the wayside and mm-hmm. then come back sometime later and go from there. Okay. Ken? I think they're going to, uh, I would say, uh, I agree with E. I would say they're going to let some time go by. They're going to let the Mandalorian and Filoni take the reins for a little bit. And then they may stumble upon something of a completely new trilogy using completely different characters, not appealing to our particular generation. I like that. You know? I like that. Lee? I think they'll do the easy route. I think they'll bring back Ray in some form or fashion. Um, and those characters, I think it's easier. I think it's more digestible. And they've already got the the base to work from. So I don't know that that's the right thing to do, but I think that's what they will do. I, You know what? I, I gotta, I'm, and I'm waiting. I'm going to give Richard the last word. I'm, my thought process is I kind of agree with Lee. If there's anything I know about Disney, they love tried and true. They love proven success, and I think they'll find a way to bring back somebody. Whether it's the newer trilogy characters or the older trilogy, I'm going to go with the newer trilogy. You might see, maybe it's just Poe. Maybe it's just Finn. Maybe it's some. Maybe it's Ray. I don't know. I think you're going to see them bring back somebody, even if that didn't go so well. Like That didn't go so well. It went well enough. But it would still speak to, uh, you know, there are a lot of Ray fans out there. But I can easily see them bringing back the original characters, too. I just think logically what makes the most sense is not retconning, as Richard said, your <laughs> what you did with this, this whole franchise. thing. Yeah. But do I think it's a possibility? Absolutely. Richard, final word, gun to head. What are they going to do? A little bit of everything, but not all at once. Ah. Um, I hope not all at once. So cryptic. 
If there's an A, B, and C, Richard's always going to go with D, all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> all of it, all of it. Uh, so Kevin talked uh, talk about, yeah, we're going to kind of follow the Mandalorian. Was it Kevin? Is that there? Was it yeah, Kevin? that was me. It was yeah. Kevin. I yeah. thought that was brilliant. I didn't even think about that. Um, so so I think that's a great model. I think they're, that's going to be a huge part of the story. I think they're going to be looking more at films, especially right now, as, well, those are going to be the tent poles, but we've got to have a tent. And I think they want a big tent, and I think they want to have a lot of little circles in, uh, in that tent. I think we're going to see a lot of different things. I think we're going to be seeing concurrent TV shows, probably some animated stuff, maybe one or even two different movie series con- uh, going on over the next 10 years. Um, my understanding is they had planned on having a new Star Wars movie in 2022. Who knows what the heck that schedule looks like. But they were supposed to be bookended by Avatar films. So you're going to do... Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars, until they run out of Avatar movies, hmm. which I think they're talking maybe five. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yay. That's a little much for that. Well, it depends on what they do. L- l- let's be honest. I don't think. I mean, they got 27 pirates, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> if you lower your expectations, you can have a lot of different things. And I don't think anyone has any expectations for Avatar right now, except James Cameron. So if he surprises anyone with the second one, He's probably got free reign to do whatever he wants. So the reality is, I think you could start looking at it from, because they always want to take a page out of the Marvel movies uh, process where they have multiple movies going out at a time, mm-hmm. uh, in a year, two, three, even four. Um, and they try to do that with the Star Wars stories. I think you could be looking at them coming back to that idea once things change. But again, that's a long time from now. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be looking a lot more at what can we do in the small screen? What can we do in the big screen? I think in the big screen, we're going to be looking at a fresh start. I think Ray is an option, but I think they're, again, if they really wanted Ray, they would have had her under contract to begin with because she was an unknown element and they could get it cheap. Now she's huge and that's expensive. And where else do you go? And does Ray work without the supporting cast from the other films? It's cheaper to start from scratch and again, move that clock hundred years forward. So you can have a whole new fresh thing, but still appease everybody with other things sprinkled in in other venues with you know Disney Plus or YouTube now. YouTube, they've got uh, a whole bunch of stuff on there, too, as well. So, yeah, a little bit of everything. No, I think that's a safe opinion. I think that absolutely is. That's it. That's I think what we think is all going to happen there. Well, I think that's what I said about bringing in Ray, doing a whole new thing. And you also the exact same thing with regards to that. So I think we're all in, a, in agreement with that. Same thing with Lee Lee said about bringing in Ray. I think that's a safe thing to do. Yeah, they say that in that, in that article that Dark Ray is supposed to be the cause of this, right? Well, the, as far as Dark the Ray? Theory, yeah. No, I thought they were saying that Dark Ray is a representation of the alternate Ray in a different universe, this whole multiverse concept. Oh, and so I, this could happen. Richard, was, am I wrong in that? or? Uh, I think you can take it a couple of different ways, and I think it's a very interesting topic to say, well, what if Dark Ray is an antagonist? I think that's the only thing worth taking away from anything in this rumor that is even remotely interesting. So what if we have a story that, okay, we no longer have Palpatine, but the universe is being terrorized by a ray, but, you know, and, and we have to go ahead and have this, okay, we have this dark evil Jedi in. Well, that, that, could be, that could be something that's actually a story element worth looking at. I don't think it throws away anything from the first three movies. In fact, if you do, then Dark Ray doesn't make any darn sense. So I think that's an interesting thing to look at. I think people reacted to that really strongly in the, uh, for, even from the trailer. Uh, and I think in the movie, it's like, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Let's go ahead and get more of that. 
And yeah, people will be like, great, how much you want to pay for more of that? We'll, we'll, we can make more of that. So yeah, I'd say that that part definitely has some meat on the bone. No, I would agree with that because I mean, I already hear it in my head, you know, somebody, some unknown character saying, who are you? And she's saying, I'm a Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> and then boom. Right? That curtain would, drop. That done. would make Blackout. sense. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't like this character, but oh, well, as a bad guy, well, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, but now yeah. you're going to break the hearts of millions of little girls. Sorry, <laughs> somebody will one day. I liked her. Yeah, you know, some little girls maybe like identify more with the ba- the the dark ray than I like the, evil ray. Yeah. yeah, Kylo Ray, Kylo Ray, Kylo Ray Palpatine. <laughs> All them. There's also precedent in this in Star Wars. Uh, in one of the last Clone Wars series, you have a sequence where Yoda is fighting evil yoda it's the it's the dark side of him that he's suppressed and at the end of it they have they 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 have an experience where yoda's like no i can't fight you i can't suppress you i have to embrace you because you're part of me without you i'm not whole so that's a uh, analogy that works really well for bringing those two characters together to face off of against each other now do we really want two ray double ray (laughs) <laughs> well, we'll see how that works. Double, Double Ray. Ray, Double Ray, <laughs> Little Ray, 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 Ray. <laughs> Two Rays and them. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. Well, awesome, man. Anything, anything else? I think we've exhausted uh, every bit I don't of this. Know if there's uh, anything left to, to talk about? I, mean, I guess the only other thing I, I guess I could ask is let's say they go the other way. Let's say they say, you know what? Nope, we're treating it like those movies never happened. We're going to do exactly what Dr. Doom Cox says. And those movies didn't happen. And we're going to start over and uh, Han and, and Luke will be back in the movies and they'll be uh, doing some kind of thing where uh, the Han Leia kid will be somebody different or going down one of the extended... You know, the. What was that uh, storyline that people were throwing out? Oh, oh, I'm just, it's blanking. I can't. Part of the extended universe storyline that they were talk, talking about, including with that. Is there a possibility? Would y'all go see those movies? I'll go see any movie they put out because it's Star Wars, and whether I don't like most of it, I'm probably going to find some stuff I really enjoy on it, and I'd like to see it on the big screen because they do good work with the big screen. Uh, is is Harrison Ford going to be alive for something like that? I I mean, I don't want to wish ill on anybody, but. Ah, it's yeah, it's doubtful. But I mean, let's assume that, again. That's that's what that's the whole point of the question. For the sake of argument, they're doing it because that's the whole idea. Is that are you going to be excited about seeing an eighty-year-old man? That's what I was going to say on screen, running around, pretending to shoot he people. Can be the guy in the chair. <laughs> that's fine. I'll pay to see him be the guy in the chair. That. Thank you. That's. I, think that's exactly how you would have to use it. Yeah, the yeah, force is true. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I would wait. Because uh, that would be tough to watch. That's like, you know what I mean? You know, like it was a wrestling analogy. Like you have your favorite wrestler, you watch them in their prime, and then like they get older and they got to lose matches because they got to help out the next group. Be like, yeah, we still my guy. And then like slowly they just fade off. So when they should be like, oh, it's cool to see him, but the intensity is not the same, if that makes any sense. I, I, again, like yeah. Karate Kid 4. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, and so, and so. Uh, to answer the question, would I see it? Yes. Would I run out to the box office as soon as it came out? Probably not. Probably. I'd probably do it because we're still doing this podcast. Well, we have to do a <laughs> yeah. review. That's different, right? right? But if it's just like, yeah, if you have a choice, because now I'm old. So if I had a choice between taking a nap and then go and pay $10 to watch somebody else take a nap on screen, I just take my old nap. Thank you very much. I mean, we're in our prime, do we? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. just getting started. Can I, tell you, like, I, I would start <laughs> doing it. I would pay. Like, I, I'm going to go see the new Ghostbusters movies when it comes out. But 
Would I be as enthusiastic if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and Annie Potts and them were not in it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, don't be, but like you had, they had the female Ghostbusters one, which was okay. I watched it on video. Yeah, exactly. I, I watched it on video. It just didn't compel me enough to go out to go see it. I just have visions of like the Fantastic Four stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like when they want to experiment with something to where they're like, well, we could give this a shot. We could give that a shot. Well, let's do it, but don't base it upon whether or not I pay my money to go see it. If you are the, you have the ability to make something like I can't do, right? So you put your money into it, and then you take the chance to see if I'm going to like it or not. And at the end of the day, look, we make it sound like reconning those, those, this new trilogy is a big deal. It's really not. I mean, you saw what they did with the new... Uh, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I love Michael Myers. I have to accept the fact that a lot of the movies that I like are just bad movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you just accept it. And so when they go ahead and they're like, look, we're going to do Halloween, we're going to reboot it. And you're like, uh, but we're going to bring back Jamie Lee Curtis and we're going to bring back uh, Officer Brackett. And even though he's, you're kind of like, oh, well, I, I can I can see that because let's face it, I like movies, but they were bad movies. So I don't. In this day and age, I don't think there's anything. Uh, things get reconned all the time. Artemis yeah. Fowl. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't watched it. We'll leave that one alone. Yeah, yeah, okay. Richard, was there any element of this that we missed? I mean, I tried to go ahead and... and no, 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 no. I, I don't. I, I think uh, we gave as much uh, credence to the rumor as should be. I think uh, we, we, we talked about what, what we want to see and what we think could be done and whether or not we believe that something along those lines could be. I don't think there's anything else that really, I mean, unless there's something I missed. No, I don't. Yeah, I, don't I can't think, think so. of anything. I, I mean, think we covered every, a lot of stuff. I think you said it best. I, I, I think we let it, lended as much credence. I think this guy is just sitting there reading the tea leaves and saying, like, I, again, the legitimacy I would give to this is that I believe this option has been discussed. I, I, there's no part of me that doesn't believe that this option has been discussed, but I think it's, you know, it's just a what if scenario. I don't think it's really what they're planning on going. I think what you said, Kev, probably encapsulate what they're really doing. They're like, let's just roll with this Mandalorian thing and see where it takes where us. it takes us. Give some time to go ahead and let people forget about what we did there. I, I, it's, I find it highly li- unlikely they're rushing to get another film out just so they can take advantage of the corpses of Harrison Ford and, and, and Billy D. Williams and whatnot. I mean, that moment that we all wanted was lost forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to use Disney Plus as like their testing ground. It's, like, you know, it's kind of like what they used to do in the 80s with TV shows, like whatever, you know, you know, they had Star Trek The Next Generation. They had a bunch of seasons of shows, and then they said, oh, let's make a movie. And then they started a whole new movies franchise. So they're, they're, I, guess, I think they're going to use Disney Plus as like a testing ground for their shows. And whatever seems to come out is very, very popular is what they're going to develop. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, Richard, how's the wife? Where's she at? Right here. She's right there? She's listening to all this? No. No, she, <laughs> <laughs> no, she says she's not listening. <laughs> Rochelle, are, are, do, so did you agree uh, with our analysis there that... They're likely, this rumor is completely full of Well, not completely, but mostly full of Do I think it's full of Yes. Is it like my dream? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. She didn't like the... the well, who yeah, I remember did? that, yeah. Um, Girls, you, think. Uh, you could find redeemable elements, but I mean, in terms of... Being, no. No. No, no um, none? Nothing was redeemable? Um, BB-8. <laughs> wow. BB-8. The soccer ball, but... 
I, I'm sorry. You know, can I tell you, like, I, I did not buy Last Jedi, but I did buy Rise of Skywalker just to see that scene with Han Solo again, because that's a redeemable element for me. It's like, just to see Harrison Ford being Han Solo for a few moments, I would pay money for that. Ha- having said that, that's one of the rare movies where I was like, when I watch it, it's like, it's not as bad as all that. It's it's fine. It's just, And the more you watch it, you know how, like, sometimes you watch movies, the more you watch it, it gets better. Like, you find little elements that you can like it. The more I watch it, it gets worse. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the more I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was cringy. That yeah, didn't work. And the snake, the Beetlejuice snake in the cave. <laughs> oh, why did they I do that? I hated that. Yeah. I hate it. No, I mean, I think they moved some of it to Disney Plus. And I, now, that's a service I'm paying for. I have still had no desire to watch it. You know, like, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot. Nope. I'm kind of like, like, it's like, yeah, this is back out. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'll put all Spider-Man cartoon on Disney Plus. I'll, I'll watch that. I don't. I mean, it's it's one of those things like there's certain things that you will just watch all of it. It doesn't matter. Like, I hated the Crystal Skull, but if they come out with another Indiana Jones, you'll I watch promise it. promise you I'm going to be watching it. I, I, own, I, feel I own every Red Hot Chili Pepper CD. You know, it's like <laughs> they come out with another one. I'm going to get it. Like, it may not be as good as like the ones that I really love, but I'm still going to get it. The only Star Wars that we do not own have a, have a copy of that one. Oh is episode nine. Rochelle, can I ask you just one question? So if they made a new, tro- like they announced a new trilogy is coming out and we're going to use these older characters to establish a, uh, not older characters, I'm sorry. We're going to use these uh, Kylo Ren. We're going to use, oh my God, he's dead. We're going to use Ray and Finn and Poe and all of them to establish a new set of characters and we're going to go forth within this universe. Would you pay to see that at the theater? Can I get rid of Ray and Poe and keep Finn? Nope. Got to take all three. No. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, would you? It's Star Wars. I mean, I, I, sta- mean- I like his answer. Like, yeah, he's like me with like with, with Halloween, and like I, I'm gonna pay for it no matter what because it's this. But Rochelle's probably more right. <laughs> he's more honest about it. I'm kind of like I love the loyal fan approach and the and the practical approach that they bring. So if they retcon the entire thing, Rochelle, and and said we're doing away with all this, and they're going to start on the heels of a 80 year old uh, Harrison Ford and a 70 something year old uh, uh, Mark Hamill, would you see that in the theater? I would. Um, first of all, I think Mark Hamill didn't get enough credit for the acting he did in these. Series. Oh, I agree. I think he did a phenomenal job. So yes, and I, and I watch Harrison Ford be an old cranky old man. But yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, I, I'm with you on that. I, I I couldn't agree more. Having said that, I still don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> Are they going to? You know, they're definitely thinking about another way to tell another Star Wars story. Definitely, but is it going to? This one never happened. No. Wouldn't that be funny if Kylo Ren just wakes up in bed and instead of seeing Luke standing over him with a lightsaber, he just realizes that whole entire trilogy was a dream. It was like, oh, f- <laughs> that's a bad Taco Bell. That. That's weird. Damn, I'm now, Let me go see what Master Luke wants me to do today. Yeah. With my daddy. <laughs> Let me talk to my daddy. Just had some bad blue milk. Gave yeah. weird dreams. <laughs> well, I guess, look, I think the, the final thing here is just to hear from the rest of the Moe Nation. Uh, let us know what you guys think about this particular article. We'll post links and stuff in show notes, or, or you probably can find them pretty easily. More to the point, what do you want? What do you want to see happen? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Get in touch with us. Let us know at show at magicroweed.com. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that show. If you want to learn more about us, magicroweed.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us to, in the following ways to so share your opinions. Shoot us an email at show at magicroway.com. 
Leave us a voicemail via SpeakPipe widget, or you can call or send us a text message at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. 669-4226. And of course, we got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. Number one, we got Eli. Tell them what you got going on, sir. Yeah, man. Cruiser right along. You can always go to my website. Real uh, slow? Real slow. You know what they be yelling. <laughs> Jello! What? Comics. Oh, not Jello? Oh, but sorry. I, maybe Jello too. I mean, you don't like putting pops. The same. No, J-Lo. Oh, J. Man, right? Still looking good for being over 50. That's amazing. I salute that monument. Yes. I mean, I got to work out. I'm not thinking about doing that anytime soon because I'm drawing a lot. So you can check that artwork out. The Ivory Comics website. You can see artwork for Bolly Be Damned and Project Geisha. There's uh, Savages. You can read that for free. You can also get a link to this podcast so you never miss a beat. You can find me at Eli H. Ivory on Facebook. You can find the Project Geisha page on Facebook as well. Instagram, I'm right there, EIvory504. And of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, and you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. Cool. And if you want to book a vacation to see the actual Jungle Cruise and its uh, current state, given whatever's going on in the parks at this moment, you can do so through Lee. Lee, tell me how to do this. Right, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-BACKSIDE-OF-WATER. 832-BKSIDEWGR. You can email me at lee at magicrway.com. Check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lost if you can travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A travel. Instagram, you can find me at doomcock10166. (laughs) 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 And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Doomcockavika! And, of course, Mr. Hirsch, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, gracing us with your velvety voice. We Absolutely. appreciate that. Yeah, and your yeah, thoughts that was about awesome. Star Wars. It came in the clutch. came in the clutch, baby. Came thank you, sir. Thanks. Yes, you're welcome back anytime. So, great. Look, and uh, listeners, if you want to support us with a bunch of ways, man, buy some beignets, uh, buy some clothing, support the BS Podcast Network, leave a rating and review, uh, join us in our group on Facebook, the Magic Our Way Pleasure Island Facebook group, and you can interact with all of us there. Or build uh, Leah Pool. Or, that's right. I got the pool. Build me a deck. <laughs> be a deck. I'm, I'm struggling my fat ass to get up that ladder. <laughs> Listeners, Lee wants deck. Deck. <laughs> All the deck. But not full deck. Don't ever go full deck. Never go. No. That's right. Can't handle full deck. Hey, look, and the most important thing, guys, look, uh, thank you for taking the time out of to listen to us and, and sharing your Disney fan life with us. Uh, we always appreciate We always love hearing your opinions and stuff. So. Uh, all opinions are always welcome on the show, so get in touch with us as soon as you can, man. So, Moegans, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with Doom tacos. tacos. You know what, Eli? What? It doesn't matter where I am, but I always have Mad Hatter Radio with me. That's it. It's it all is. about the Mad Hatter Radio heart. It is, man. I have it always with me. Uh-uh. When I'm at work, Mad Hatter Radio. That's it. It's when I'm at home, go. Mad Hatter Radio. When I'm in the John, Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. Fit you like a glove because it's like a hat. I'm a madman in there because it's Mad Hatter Radio. That's right. Mm-hmm.